Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. Today is climate day for the Biden administration. There are clear challenges ahead, even within the Democratic Party. We'll discuss that. Plus, the latest on the second Trump impeachment after a key vote on the trial's constitutionality yesterday. And finally, a big blow to one of Biden's big campaign promises. As we've been discussing here, the Biden administration in these early days are putting together theme days, focusing on a different policy area in this first week to 10 day period of the Biden administration. Today, it was climate day for the administration. John Kerry, Gina McCarthy, representing sort of the foreign policy side and domestic policy side of the climate policy team, took to the briefing room today in the White House with White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki before they appeared with President Biden in the White House state dining room later where Biden signed more executive actions. We've seen this now over the course of his first week in office. Today, he fulfilled one of his campaign promises, issuing a moratorium on new oil and gas leases on federal lands. He also announced that he's going to host a Climate Leaders Summit on April 22nd, Earth Day, bringing together world leaders to address this climate crisis globally. This comes on top of Biden already halting more than 100 regulatory actions on the environment that have been taken by the Trump administration. He also announced, you'll recall, that the U.S. would rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement, and he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. Joe Biden has been pretty crystal clear on this issue. He puts it at the center of everything. He calls it one of the four or five sort of massive crises facing the country as he takes over the helm here of the American government. And he put forth today his vision that it needs to be a whole of government approach. There is no sort of area of focus that doesn't include combating climate change as part of its core mission. In fact, Joe Biden also makes pretty clear that he sees the climate crisis as a real national security threat. Look, this executive order I'm signing today also makes it official that climate change will be at the center of our national security and foreign policy. And of course, not surprisingly, Republicans are already pouncing on this policy area that Biden is putting forth because they claim his policies are job killers. And that was something that John Kerry former senator, former secretary of state, now the climate envoy for his friend Joe Biden, took head on. Unfortunately, workers have been fed a false narrative. No surprise, right, for the last few years. They've been fed the notion that somehow dealing with climate is coming at their expense. No, it's not. What's happening to them is happening because of other market forces already taking place. And I think that uh, workers are going to see that with the efforts of the Biden administration, they're going to have a much better set of choices. And frankly, uh, it will create more jobs. And of course, what Joe Biden keenly understands, it's not just Republicans he has to worry about. Joe Manchin from the coal state of West Virginia, a Democratic senator who sits right in the middle ideologically of a 50-50 Senate. He's the new chairman of the Energy Committee in the Senate now that Democrats are in charge. This is not somebody who's been really open to sweeping climate change legislation in the past. So Joe Biden is going to have a lot of work to do even inside his own party before he tries to win over some Republicans to actually pass climate change legislation through the Congress. Now, here's what else matters today. 
There's some chatter on Capitol Hill about censuring Donald Trump since it looks like the idea of acquitting him is not really in the realm of political possibility since 17 Republicans don't seem poised to come on board with all the Democrats to convict the former president and then, of course, disqualify him from running for office again or holding federal office again. So all of a sudden you have Tim Kaine, Democrat of Virginia, Susan Collins, Republican of Maine, starting to talk about this notion of censure. But Chuck Schumer seems to have shut that down pretty quickly as the Democratic leader. He is pretty clear that there's going to be a full-on trial here and there's going to be a vote on acquittal or conviction. So I don't know that the Tim Kaine proposal for censure is going anywhere fast, but it comes on the heels of this preview into the world of the impeachment trial that we got courtesy of Rand Paul. Remember, he put up that sort of motion that was testing how many senators, Republicans, would join him in the argument that this trial is not even constitutional because Donald Trump is not a currently sitting president. Well, guess what? 45 of 50 Republican senators joined Rand Paul. This was his point, not to actually win the vote. He didn't. But to prove that 67 votes is just not within the realm of political possibility right now for a conviction so that this trial is sort of charade and it's theater is the Paul argument since we all know what the outcome is going to be. That is such a ridiculous argument. Two things can be true at the same time. One, that this is an extraordinarily serious charge against the former president of the United States, being charged with inciting an insurrection that he was instrumental through two months of telling the big lie that the election was somehow rigged or stolen from him, which it was not, and then actually on the day inciting that riotous mob to head up to Capitol Hill and try and overthrow their government for what was the counting of electoral votes of a legitimate free and fair election. But Donald Trump urged them to try and overturn that, overthrow the government and overturn the election to hang on to power. I can't think of anything that fits the definition of impeachment more than that. The seriousness of the charge here and what took place on January 6th and Donald Trump's role in that, that should not be diminished just because the political reality is Republicans are not willing to engage on the substance of this in the trial. Two things true. This is a really serious charge, and we all saw what Donald Trump did. And the modern-day 2021 Republican Party is totally afraid of Donald Trump's power within the party. He maintains a real grip on the party, and they refuse to break with him out of fear that it hurts their political fortunes. Those two things are simultaneously true and explain where we are in this moment as it relates to impeachment. And finally today, a federal judge in Texas has temporarily blocked the Biden administration's 100-day moratorium on deportations. This ruling came down yesterday from a lawsuit filed by the Texas Attorney General. You have to remember, Biden made a campaign promise of this. In fact, Joe Biden made this promise at a CNN town hall with Anderson Cooper in Las Vegas, Nevada, last February. Nobody... And some of you are going to get mad at me with this, but nobody is going to be deported in my first hundred days until we get through the point that we find out the only rationale for deportation will be whether or not, whether or not you've committed a felony while in the country. Now, of course, campaign promises have to meet political realities all the time. This one is meeting a judicial reality that it may be a foul of the law. Now, it's only a temporary injunction, and it's a couple of weeks, and we'll see if it actually holds and really does thwart the Biden campaign promise entirely or not. But it shows you what happens when Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell work together for the better part of four years to ensure a more conservative judiciary. And Joe Biden is going to have to figure out how he's going to be able to 
keep his promises on something like immigration, even with a more conservative judiciary in the country, because immigration activists who helped deliver the White House to Joe Biden are not going to just sit idly by. There is a lot of pressure on him to get some real action in immigration, and already his campaign promises are being thwarted by the courts. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.